0: It's Monday, April 11th. Welcome to The News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about Walmart truckers, Katanji Brown Jackson's confirmation, Ukraine updates, and also the food shortage. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. Last week, Walmart announced that it was raising the salary of its long-haul truck drivers to between $95,000 to $110,000 in their first year with the company. It was projected that their previous average salaries for first-year drivers was around $85,000. They've also started a program where drivers can earn a commercial driver's license, which can normally cost between four dollars and $5,000. A spokesperson said that the company is looking to train between 400 and 800 more drivers this year, in addition to the 4,500 they brought on in 2021. Walmart currently has about 12,000 drivers in its workforce and about 1.6 million workers overall. The country has seen a trucker shortage for a while, hitting a record of just over 80,000 last year. The American Trucking Association lists some of the reasons being an aging workforce, the tough work-life balance lifestyle, lack of infrastructures to support truckers traveling long distances, and also the pandemic. At the same time, the pandemic also caused a shift in the retail industry, like Walmart, by shifting a big amount of sales conducted online versus in-person. This means that store locations feel a greater need to keep shelves stocked in order to deliver items quickly to local households. It'll be interesting to see the future of the trucking industry, considering the worker shortage and also the development of autonomous driving, even in semi-trucks. Last week, the Senate confirmed Katandra Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court, where she will take the seat of Justice Breyer when he retires at the end of the term, which could be in the summer. The Senate, which votes on Supreme Court nominees and which is currently split 50-50 Democrats-Republicans, voted 53-47, to with three Republicans siding with Jackson. The vast majority of Republicans voted against, citing a vague judicial philosophy, her refusal to define what a woman was when asked during her hearing, and also past sentencing that gave child pornography offenders lighter sentencing than what prosecutors and sentencing guidelines allowed. Supporters of Jackson pointed to her Harvard education and diverse professional background as a public defender, private attorney at several elite firms, a federal district court judge, and a judge on the U.S. Court of Appeals. Ketanji Brown Jackson will be the first African-American woman confirmed to the Supreme Court fulfilling Biden's promise during his campaign. Here is President Biden speaking to her confirmation.
1: My fellow Americans today, I'm honored to officially introduce to you the next Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, Katanji Brown Jackson. After more than 20 hours of questioning at her hearing, In nearly 100 meetings, she made herself available to every single senator who wanted to speak to her and spoke for more than just a few minutes, answered their questions in private as well as before the committee. We all saw the kind of justice she'll be, fair and impartial, thoughtful, careful, precise, brilliant, a brilliant legal mind with deep knowledge of the law, and a judicial temperament, which was equally important in my view that's calm and in command, and a humility that allows so many Americans to see themselves in Katanji Brown Jackson.
0: Russian forces continue their invasion of Ukraine, now pivoting efforts in the eastern region after attempts at overrunning the capital, Kiev, proved to be unsuccessful. Russia has allies in the east and also took over Crimea in 2014, which is located in the south, so forces have found more success in these regions. It's also reported that Russian authorities are seeking out previously discharged troops to join the fight and are actively recruiting. Figures from all over the world continue to urge for ceasefires so civilians can evacuate as past attempts haven't been honored. Just over the weekend, a train station used to evacuate civilians was the target of a rocket assault that left at least 50 dead. So far, 7 million people have been displaced from their homes, and 4.5 million of them have fled the country altogether. About 90 percent of the refugees are women and children, as men aged 18 to 60 are prohibited from leaving the country as they're required to stay back and fight. President Zelensky is urging for more sanctions against Russia and for more aid and equipment from allies. Yesterday, American National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan announced that America would be sending more help.
1: Well, when you're in the middle of a war where you're being attacked by your neighbor, by Russia, in the brutal and vicious ways that Russia is attacking Ukraine, um, it only stands to reason that you'd be asking for things to come as rapidly as possible, that they get there yesterday. And we are doing everything we can as the United States, working around the clock to deliver our own weapons. And as the foreign minister just said, organizing and coordinating the delivery of weapons from many other countries so that Ukraine has what it needs. Weapons are arriving every day, including today.
0: I also want to talk about one of the long-term effects of the war outside of the immediate consequences that we're hearing about every day, and that's the food shortage predicted by many economists. Ukraine is a big exporter of grain and the world's largest exporter of sunflower oil. In fact, farmland covers 70% of the country, and agriculture was the top export. But now, many farms have been damaged or destroyed, cattle killed, and workers injured. Also, many of the men who normally run the farms have either been recruited or volunteered to fight, with women taking over field duty in some cases. There's also shortages of fuel and fertilizer, with one survey showing farmers only had about 20% of the fuel needed for spring sowing. On top of that, any crops that were already stored don't really have a way out. Many export channels have been cut off, including trucking routes, trains, and ports. Some farmers have been using their product to help feed locals and those fighting. With spring here, it's likely that the shortage will continue into next year, too, because if farmers can't plant now, then crops can't grow throughout the seasons. There's also Russia, who's the world's leading exporter of grain, that's unable to export most of its supply due to international sanctions. It's Monday, April 11th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like The News Diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode and leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want The News Diet to be as valuable as possible for you. So if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at The News Diet or directly to my email, feedback at The News Diet dot com.